Hello, and welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hi, everyone. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey. And our special guest, Charles of Felt Like Sweets. Hello. Now, before we jump into all the quilty fun today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. I'd be glad to. I'm my name is Charles. I'm the father of Charlotte and Alice, my two young daughters, and a lot of my creative inspiration. Uh, my wife Jane and I just celebrated our 15th wedding anniversary, and probably like so many, weren't able to go on our Italian cruise, <laughs> but rather Aww. ate. That's okay. We ate spaghetti in the backyard. It was exactly the same thing. <laughs> and I um, exactly the same thing. And I'm a I'm an engineer by training, so I spend a lot of time during the day with the left side of my brain. And so I find that I need these creative diversions uh, to exercise the right side of my brain and feel balanced. So that's why I think we're going to talk about today. That's what we're going to talk about. But first, what yeah. kind of engineer? I'm a chemical engineer. Um, and Ooh. I work for a global pharmaceutical company. How Ooh. mysterious. I know, right? <laughs> All right, so to kick things off, now that we know more about you, we're dying to know what is the story behind your Instagram handle? Yeah, so my Instagram handle is felt like sweets. It's actually a little play on the words of felt. So um, when my daughters were young, um, I used to make them these felt tea sets. So like felt cupcakes, felt cookies, felt tea bags. Um, and they loved them. They We had so much fun playing with them. And so then I started making them for birthday parties and for their friends' birthday parties. And then people wanted to buy them. Um, so I started making a bunch of them and put them on Etsy. So I needed an Etsy shop. And the Etsy shop name was Felt Like Sweets after many hours and hours of like trying to come up with a name. So that, that's my Instagram handle, Felt Like Sweets. That's so clever. I really like that. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> so let's jump into your quilting journey. So how did that all begin? Yeah, so I've, I've been quilting now for about two and a half years. Uh, probably I started in the summer of uh, 2018. And I happened upon it. Actually, it was I had uh, been following some quilters on Instagram again, to just kind of exercise that right side of my brain. And I happened upon this quilt made by uh, Pie Lady Quilts, Jill Fisher, uh, if you don't know her, and she she's an improv quiltist. Uh, or quilter, and she uh, had these wonky crosses uh, in this quilt. And I just, I couldn't figure out how she did it, how she made them. And so it was just kind of this, like, I got to figure out how to make these wonky crosses. And so I bought, um, went on Etsy, bought a, a bunch of fat quarters, which I had no idea what a fat quarter was or how much fabric that was, and just started trying to make these like wonky crosses and failed miserably several times. My doll, my daughters have several dolls quilts worth of uh, messed up <laughs> wonky crosses, but, but finally came upon this uh, way of making a wonky cross using some strip piecing. And so I just, I made a bunch of these blocks and finally had enough blocks. I was like, oh, I might as well sew them together into a quilt. And then I had to figure out how to actually like quilt it and bind it and do all that stuff. So it's completely by happenstance. Now, before you started uh, Felt Like Sweets, the business, and before yeah. you got into quilting, did you grow up sewing or, you know, was this just 
No, not not much at all. Like I, I've always been kind of creative. So I've always tried like different things. I went through a watercolor phase and a pottery phase. And like we all go through those creative phases. So uh, felt uh, sweets was the next phase. And now quilting is the phase we're in. So we'll see how long it continues. But it's been a lot of fun so far. <laughs> You're a self-taught quilter, a self-taught sewer? Self-taught sewer. Um, yeah, if that's what you call it. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's completely it like ex experimentation, um, you know, messing things up, figuring it. Like, I really do get a lot of inspiration from, like, the challenge of trying to figure out how to do it. Um, try not to be limited by what other, people's do, other people do or the way that things ought to be done, but try to come up with it uh, on my own. And that's been a lot of the fun of it. Looking back over, you know, your quilting journey, what is your favorite like rookie mistake that you well, like to laugh about now. <laughs> so part part of making these wonky cross blocks that started off, like I didn't realize that you had to have a quarter inch seam allowance. So I was like, okay, I want to make this three inch square and I'm going to make three <laughs> one inch pieces and try to, so that's like, you know, like what sewing 101 or even less than that. <laughs> um, and I've got a battery of those, like, again, not knowing how big, fat quarters were that was a learning <laughs> I could go on and on um, but yeah like uh, just it's been a lot of like trial and error look it up on YouTube um, but a lot of fun so who were the first few Instagram quilting Instagram accounts did you follow then so I, I will say pie lady quilts was the was the biggest inspiration I don't know if you you know her um, at all but I, she's, I think I follow her yeah yeah she's really we great. all go stalk her yeah you'll have to <laughs> all, all of your listeners should should as soon as this drops she's gonna have like 50,000 new followers but um she, like, <laughs> just she's super creative I really appreciate her her style and then alongside of the quilts that she makes she usually has a blog that talks about what she was thinking about and what was going on during her life um and how that was incorporated into the makings of the quilts um so it, yeah i just I, I find her fascinating super inspiring so can we switch gears a little bit and um if you had to describe your quilting style to someone who hasn't seen your quilts before sure how, how would you describe it so I will say, I do think I'm still trying to kind of find my quilting style, but I do tend towards the modern traditional. Like I think when I hear that term, that resonates with me. And I, I really like improv a lot uh, as well. So I think, you know, this, this pattern that I've done recently, I think it's a combination of the two. It's trying to take, uh, you know, modern traditional um, and, and make it a little improv or giving it a little twist. So when you're coming up with your own quilt designs, or maybe if you're working on someone else's design, what sort of things inspire you? I really like color. I'm really excited by color. I react to quilts that are really bright colors. And also ones that have kind of a secondary or tertiary design to them. Ones that kind of make your eyes fuzzy a little bit. Um, by looking at them. So, so yeah, I think that's what I always do, especially just when approaching other people's patterns, I'm always trying to think about, can I incorporate some sort of a secondary design or is there an equation that I can use to like figure out the sequence of the colors? I really like to, when you step back, you can kind of see um, beyond the pattern, there's, there's, there's more behind it. Uh, that's, that's how I've approached a number of different projects. Sort of like eye magic magic yeah. eye magic it, eye I think, yeah, it's a combination combination of that magic eye and then like some sudoku puzzle and a little bit of algebra and it all kind wait, of wait, pops wait, out wait, wait. 
<laughs> Explain the Sudoku puzzle well, connection to me. <laughs> so, so you know how when you do Sudoku, like you mm -hmm. can't have the same number in a row or a column. So, so for example, I have a, I did a Sienna burst quilt, which is a then came June design by Megan Buchanan. And when I was arranging the colors, I tried to make sure that like, hey, I don't want any of the same center diamond to have the same color in any row. So I, I try to use those like little secret equations to mix up the colors. And I think it just gives uh, this like mystery to it. Like when you're looking at it, you're trying to figure out what, how did that, how did that happen? Or is there something? And I think it just, it just makes it sparkle so much more than a random um, arrangement of color, which, which is great too, but I like to add something extra. So you are a super planner is what uh, I'm hearing. Super, super planner. I will. <laughs> that does improv. <laughs> I will take a quick pattern and I will do it, um, like a mock-up using the computer. And I could work on that for two or three weeks before actually like buying fabric or something just to like play with different layouts or different color combinations or, you know, what if the color goes from left to right or right to left, or I, I really do enjoy that part of it. And then sometimes I'll, I'll go through that exercise and then not come up with something that really rings or sparkles and I'll you know, have to put it away for, for later and, and move on to something else. So is there a particular program that you use when you plan out your quilt patterns and designs? Yeah, I wish I could tell you it was something like really fancy and elaborate, but I just, I actually just use PowerPoint. <gasps> I love PowerPoint. Oh, uh, I know. Me too. Me too. So I, oh, I mean, <laughs> I use it. I use it at work. Okay, wait, wait. I want to hear how because I love yeah. using PowerPoint for yeah. everything. So how do you? I, I now I want to know how do you use PowerPoint to play with your quilt design? So uh, PowerPoint, I think, has all the tools that that you need. Like you can use a basic shape, like a square or a triangle or a rectangle, they even have quarter circles or, you know, whatever it is. So just like you would do in some of the more sophisticated um, software programs, you just make a basic shape and you manipulate it to how you want to manipulate it. And then you repeat it a couple of times. PowerPoint will let you change the colors. You know, you can put in patterns. Um, I've even figured out a way. So for the, for the pattern um, that I made, I had to actually make graphics where you were showing people how to cut improv cuts and I figured out how to do that in PowerPoint. There's a way to do it. So it don't go buy the fancy software. Try it out give, on PowerPoint. Give Bill Gates your money. <laughs> exactly. I'm, yeah, I'm secretly a PowerPoint salesperson. <laughs> when you're scrolling through Instagram or Pinterest, what type of post stops you in your tracks? So I think first things are bright colors, always are kind of that immediate attention grab. But I do like when you're looking at a quilt and you're trying to figure out how, how they put it together. Or was there some special technique? Or again, if the color kind of flows in some sort of a pattern, like, oh, they must have cut that out of uh, something and this out of like, I, I really like something that kind of grabs you because it has this um, really interesting or intricate pattern to it. I want to figure out how to do it and then put it in PowerPoint and see if I can recreate it. <laughs> you find inspiration more so online in Pinterest or Instagram or from someplace else? I, I do think it's more online, just kind of seeing what other people have done and then maybe trying to think of a way to twist it or make it a little bit different or how can I make it more efficient or, um, you know, add some different colors or, yeah, always trying to like improve upon it or figure it out or, you know, um, just change it in some way. 
So you just recently launched your first quilt pattern, Crooked Crosses and Bent Boxes. Love the yes. alliteration. Reflecting back on that process, what surprised you the most? Yeah. Um, so I, I will say being an engineer helped quite a bit with a lot of things. So, I'm, you know, I've done like technical writing before, understand like how to write instructions and make graphs and pictures and things like that. So that was super helpful. But I'll say like with the with this particular pattern, there are some improv parts. There are parts where I wanted to give the sewist a couple different options, kind of a choose your own adventure and then send them down uh, different paths and then come out at the end. So that was a bit of a challenge in and of itself and how to structure the pattern so that people could you know, depending upon which path they went down, uh, they could come back in the end. Uh, there, there were also parts where I really just wanted to give the instruction of like, hey, zhuzh this little piece next to the other piece. And just, like I had to, or, or hey, when you get here, just here's my cell phone, give me a call and I'll walk you through yeah. this part. But you can't, like you can't do that, right? Um, but can. I will say, yeah. <laughs> and you should. Okay, maybe next time, maybe next time. Um, but I will say that's where the, that's where the testers came in so much. So like I put something down and I had a couple people who would respond back with like, you really might want to say, this other thing and that will cover these four uh, other sex so, so i think that was it really just trying to make really clear concise instructions that fit a bunch of different scenarios which the pattern tries to walk you through but i but i am really happy with how it turned out i think in the end and having all the feedback from the different testers like it is really this cool choose your own adventure that will let you make this cool improv quilt whilst using your ruler at every single step which I think is what everybody wants. <laughs> so um, just going a little bit back, so what made you decide to write a quilt pattern? Yeah, so it's funny. So I think in the end, this particular quilt was one that I wrote, it was one that I made and I didn't even know I was making a quilt, right? It was it's a play on this very first quilt that I made. So I, I think there's something to offer here um, in that it's it's a it's a little bit different. It's not your standard, you know, make this block and put the blocks together. Um, and so I think because I didn't know what I was doing in the beginning and had to kind of figure out a new technique, I think it brings something new to the table. And that's why I felt uh, excited about writing it up as I was showing people the quilt that I had made. And, you know, oftentimes having people ask, well, oh, how'd you do that? Or how'd you do this step? And I'd tell them, they're like, oh, okay, that's that's interesting. I haven't seen that before. And so that I think was a lot of the motivation to actually try to figure out how to write it up so that other people could replicate it. Do you think having gone through that translating improv into written instructions mm -hmm. um, or step-by-step -step instructions, do you think that your next pattern will be a improv pattern or are you going to be like, nope, done with that? <laughs> no, <laughs> Need <it's>, a break. <laughs> it's a it's a great question. So I still like, I think I have a lot, I think I have a couple still ideas of how to take what you might consider like a modern traditional block and, and zhuzh it just a little bit, uh, like I was saying, just to make it a little bit more interesting. That Those are the concepts that I want to continue to explore. It's what I've had a lot of fun with, not just with this pattern, but in some of the improv pieces that I've started to play around with, just like, um, you know, taking what is kind of a normal traditional concept and then tilting it just a little bit or twisting it a little bit. Um, and then if you can figure out how to make it uh, repetitive or in an instruction that you can provide somebody so that they can do the same thing, I think that is exciting. I think it's exciting to, to, to sewists out there who are trying to figure out this improv thing, which just seems like, you, you know, they're so reliant on their rulers. I know I really want to rely on my ruler. 
Um, and so giving them some techniques where they can still rely on their ruler, but doing something a little outside the box, I think is a lot of fun. Have you taken a course with Sherry Linwood yet? I haven't, but it's on it's on my list. I'm, oh, as I'm sure it's on everybody's list. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> she's, I'd love it's to phenomenal. Do that. Like cool. So reflecting on the time that you put into making, if pizza was time, how many slices is dedicated? <laughs> I just realized, like, oh, this sounds like an algebra question. <laughs> um, yeah. So how many slices is dedicated into making handmade felt goods, and how many slices? does quilting get <laughs> i have to admit that i don't spend too many slices on felt food these days it really i really spent a lot more time on it when my daughters were younger and we were doing a lot more tea parties and such so i would say that maybe a pepperoni's worth of of felt food time but otherwise the rest of the pizza is is quilting time i'm assuming you have quite the stash of felt still i do maybe? i do are you have you been like plotting and planning a way to use it in quilting you know, I, I have not, um, but that's interesting. I'll, I'll put that on the list. I'll put that on the list. That's a great idea. So we're fast approaching 2021. Thank God. Um, yeah. Amen, amen. Yeah. <laughs> what are your quilting goals for the new year? And are we going to be seeing any more quilt patterns or more felted goods from you? Great question. So no, no patterns on the horizon yet, but I would not put it out of the question. Um, I have been doing a bunch of like mini quilt challenges recently and some fabric challenges just to, I, I do like to get some constraint in, in a project. So if you can give me a pallet uh, and tell me to make a 14 inch quilt out of it, that has some certain topic. I, I kind of like that constraint to see what I come up with. So I've done a couple um, over the past couple of months. Um, you might see one in a curated quilts uh, magazine Ooh. in January. Keep your keep your eyes out. Um, and I'm, I'd also like to you know, submit a couple. Of, I'm going to do the QuiltCon fabric challenge. Um, so I have a quilt in the works for to enter into that as well. Do you come up with the challenge prompts yourself, or? Have you been following along with different programs, like accounts? Yeah, just uh, whatever pops up. So Curated Quilts, for example, had one where they're doing a plus issue. So you had to come up with a, or an original design that was a plus quilt, um, had to be 14 inches, and it had to be a certain palette of colors. Um, so that was just enough constraint that I could sit down at my PowerPoint and come up with a couple different ideas uh, and put a cool quilt together. I'm really happy with how it turned out. Now I want to make like dice that have different quilting prompts on them as like an exercise. Yeah. So like, here's your, this is one constraint. This is a second, yeah. this is a third. Yeah. And I'm already telling myself, no, no inventory, but <laughs> it's, a it's a great idea. It's a great idea. idea. That would be a real money maker. <laughs> it's time to move on to our rapid fire quilting questions. Are you ready, Charles? I am ready. Okay. Wendy, why don't you kick us off? Sure. So what is your favorite time of day to quilt? I will have to say mid mornings on the weekend. While you're quilting, do you wear shoes? No shoes, slippers or socks. Music, Netflix, podcasts or silence? Definitely music. Uh, and I flip back and forth between Pandora or Hamilton, which I think I've had on repeat since it came out on uh, Disney Plus in July. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you have like a 
current favorite music or album or podcast or maybe some TV shows that you can recommend us? I, I do have a podcast recommendation for you because I was thinking that you might ask and it's not quilting related, but I do listen to Spilled Milk quite a bit, which are these two food writers who are also comics. Um, which is a really interesting intersection. So they start off talking about food, but they usually like meander through other funny things and then end up eating something that they made. So uh, check it out. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Continuing on the food theme, what is your favorite snack while quilting? So I, I do not eat while quilting, um, but I am known to have a beer or a glass of wine. What is your favorite beer? Oh, I like um, craft beers. Mainly, I think alcohol content above five or it tastes like water. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Um, contradicts a bit the question, the answer I gave earlier about the mid-morning quilting, but well, let's just let's just let that. Does ride. it? Does it? Or does it just have yeah. volume? <laughs> I did say on the weekend, so that's okay, yeah, right? Sure. <laughs> it didn't even cross my mind until you mentioned it. So. I know. <laughs> What's your favorite traditional block? I'm going to go with the Ohio star. So what is your favorite color? I like the yellow greens, um, which I realize are all food related. So like lime green, avocado, pear, uh, all the limey greens. What is your favorite Kona color? Pickle. Oh, I love that. Such a good one. It's a great one. <laughs> Got a bolt of it. <laughs> what color fabric do you use the most? You know, I have to admit, I don't, I don't think that there's one that shows up more than any other. I do like bright colors. I think you'll see a lot of bright colors in my feed, but I can't say that I lean towards any one in particular. So no mauve. All, all are welcome. Mauve <laughs> is welcome. Any, <laughs> I just, I don't have one I think that shows up more often than other. Solids or print fabrics? Solids. Who is your favorite fabric designer? Okay, I have a couple here. First, uh, I, I think I'd lose my quilting card if I didn't mention Carolyn Friedlander, right? So sure, we got to mention sure. her first. Um, but then I got two maybe lesser known ones. First, uh, Dylan Mirzwinski. She designs for oh, Wyndham. You know her? Yeah. The flowers with the outline. Oh, stop. Yes. Very good. I really like her. And then Alex Bordalo, who designs for art gallery fabrics. She has, um, yeah. I, I used a line of hers, um, Dew and Moss, in a granny cabin quilt that I made and it's it's great. It's these great colors. They're like limey and melon uh, and they have these really great uh, um, woodland creatures and gnomes and trees. So I really like her. She's got a couple great lines. I think a couple coming out soon too that are a lot of fun. What's the last fabric you bought? I tend to buy uh, a lot of like de-stash fabrics or scraps from folks. Um, so I have, that's what I've been doing lately is just buying other people's scraps. Do you approach them or do you find no. them like, on a website? <laughs> no, like when people the will, when people will post like a D stash on okay. Instagram or whatever. No, I don't like approach people. No, unsolicited. Okay, kinda, no, no unsolicited uh, D stash scratching, scra <laughs> scrapping here. So what is your favorite quote shop? Uh, I, I live in North Carolina and um, over in Durham, which is just down the road, we have a really great fabric. Um, local fabric store, Freeman's Creative. Um, and Amelia, the owner, is is wonderful. I showed up to my first uh, class there. Didn't realize that you have to bring your sewing machine with you to a Hi. class. And she was kind enough to let me uh, use one of hers. So she's a, it's a great shop. She's, she's a lot of fun. 
She was really kind to not force you to hand quilt. Seriously, seriously, <laughs> it, it was a side eye for that comment. When it, it was a, it was a, it was a paper piecing class too, so that would have been even, even more difficult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how do you organize your fabrics? You know, I'm not really and great. Is at there that. an Excel doc or a PowerPoint? You would think. Good question. You would think that they would be all like alphabetized or something like that. But no, I, I do have like a pile of half yards and a pile of fat quarters all organized by color. Um, and I do like to keep my scraps separate, um, like most everybody does. But I also I like to get rid of scraps as well. So like if I have a bunch of scraps left over from a project, I, I tend not to hold on to them. I'll, you know, put them up on Instagram for a D stash and let somebody else have the pleasure of working with um that fabric. So when you're not de-stashing your scraps, where do you store them? Um, I do have like a little shelf um, and they are, there's, I have a little shelf of scraps uh, and they are in bags by project is how I know like, okay, so all the scraps from this one project is in this bag and all the ones that I bought from this de-stash, it's in another bag. Um, what sewing notion couldn't you live without? I have two that I highly recommend. One is painter's tape. You can oh, use it ever. for you use it for everything. I like to use it like when you're foundation paper piecing, I will put a little piece of painter's tape to hold uh, the fabric down. I will use it to instead of pins, hold two pieces of fabric together so you don't get your pin stuck in the machine. You can tape your pattern to the wall like painters. I think I may go through more painter's tape than I do thread. Perhaps what brand of paper painter's tape? Uh, 3M, the blue. Oh, so good. Yes. Got to really stick good. with the classic. Amen. Um, <laughs> and then the second, can I give you my second, which is really not a sewing notion, but I couldn't live without my, the camera on my iPhone. I use it all the time. So like if you're hanging blocks up and you want to see which way to orient them, like I'll take a bunch of pictures and then import the pictures into PowerPoint mm -hmm. and move the blocks all around. So I, I couldn't live without my, my camera. I think it's the best way to lay out a quilt. Uh, what thread brand do you use? You know, so I did just get my first uh, Aurifil, a big cone of Aurifil. So that's that's really nice. But other than that, I just have been using whatever you can buy at the at the general store. Perhaps I'll become a convert. <laughs> we'll wait. Yes. Yeah. Check back with me. Pressing preference, open or to the dark side? If you can nest a seam, which again is a great engineering marvel for quilting, like I will do whatever it takes to nest a seam. Pick one. HSTs, curves, or strip piecing? Strip piecing, for sure. I want to like curves. I just, I can't, I haven't figured them out yet. So Improv strip piecing. Curves. Improv curves. Yeah, no, quarter circle curves. So addictive. Machine or hand quilt? Yeah, machine quilting. Same thing. I'd love to hand quilt. I just don't have the time or the patience to do it. But it's on my list. It's on my list. So I'm a machine quilter right now. Machine or hand bind? I will hand bind. So machine to the front, hand bind to the back. And again, it's uh, like, I just haven't figured out how to machine it all the way through. I've tried a couple of times and I just don't, I can't get it right. I don't like the way it looks. So I'm, I will continue to try, but I'm a hand, hand to the back. What's your favorite part of the quilting process? I like the front end. So I like the design part. I like planning it out, trying to pick the colors. Um, and I find that, uh, so I do like all parts of it, but my interest level kind of decreases as you go through, which is probably why I end up with <laughs> as many whips as I do. So I like that front end part, all piece, that's great. 
once you start having to put the blocks together and then quilting, like it gets a little bit more of a chore than uh, exciting for me personally. What's one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up? I sew too fast. Humble brag. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, Explain. I no, I mean, like, you know how you have the setting? I have a setting on my sewing machine, mm -hmm. and I like to crank that baby up and just throw all the pieces through. Or even when quilting, like, I'll, you know, quilt probably faster than I should. You know, if you just slow it down, it's probably better, but I just haven't haven't picked up that good habit yet. <laughs> yeah, not that, not that I'm fast good. I'm fast in a hurry. Who is your quilty BFF? I have several folks on Instagram that I'll, you know, BFF with, you know, send questions or, hey, what do you think about this? Um, also been a, a member of the Triangle MQG for a while. So I have a lot of friends over there that um, good at giving uh, inspiration or feedback and such. Who is your quilty crush? I have to say it's uh, Jill Fisher, the Pie Lady Quilts, uh, my inspiration. You should, like I said, check her out. She's great. What is your favorite recent make? Um, crooked crosses and bent boxes. Uh, my, that was my first quilt. Um, great pattern. Go check it out. And I have a, a couple that I've been working on as well. So I've, I've, I've done a couple different uh, versions of it, uh, which it's been a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. How many quilts are in your whip pile right now? I counted before we got on. I have five. <laughs> and that's I do not, like, that's not, bad. that's not so bad. Yeah. It's not so bad. But I do like to have kind of quilts in different stages. I'm sure everybody does the same. So sometimes you just don't feel like sitting at the machine. You want to sit down and hand bind. So there's one there waiting for it. It's perfect. And where do you store your work in progresses? So I have a um, kind of over the door hanger. And so I'll use those pants hangers that everybody has and just like pants hang them up over the door. Very elegant. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have any other hobbies? I do. I'm a marathon runner. You no. may not have known. No. Yeah, I uh, uh, started running several years ago uh, as I was approaching my 40th birthday uh, and decided I was going to run a marathon. And so just got a work, uh, got a plan and executed against the plan. I've, I've run three marathons since. Wow. Good for you. That's awesome. What what marathons have you run? Uh, uh, Chicago was my first one, which was a lot of fun. Always great to start with like one of those big ones, I think, because there's so much like crowd support uh, and excitement. Um, and I'm originally from Ohio, so I've run the Columbus Marathon a couple of times, which is also a really good one. Now, before we wrap up, we've got just a couple more questions for you. Sure. So in addition to the Pie Lady Quilts, who are two accounts you think everyone should be following and why? Curated Quilts is another one, you know, their publication. I, I really like that one because you get a bunch of different quiltists come through. So I, I like that one. And I'll give you a non-quilty one that I think everybody should check out. Um, it's Tanaka Tetsuya. And he's a Japanese artist. He's a miniature artist. You may have seen it. He uses all of these like household goods um, to set up these still lives and then places like these little tiny miniature people in it. And it looks like these vast landscapes. It's it's fascinating. So every time they pop up in my feed, you can spend an hour just kind of like trying to figure out how he did it. How did he do it? Before we sign off, do you have any fun projects in the horizon that you're able to share with us? So like I mentioned, I have a couple quilts that are going to appear in some publications early next year. So keep your eye out for those. Um, and I did snag a uh, fat quarter bundle from some designers yet to be released uh, fabric line. So I'm going to sew that up as a crooked crosses quilt. So look, Ooh. be on the lookout for that. 
I know. I can't tell you. <laughs> secret secrets are no fun. See, secret secrets. Are we'll yep. find out. We'll, some, we'll find you'll, out somehow. <laughs> you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. So we need to wrap up, and we hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can be found on our Instagram account. I'm at Broadcloth Studio. Wendy. I am the dot weekend quarter. Anna. I am at Wax and Wayne Studio. And Charles. I'm at Felt Like Sweets. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we hope that you subscribe to the show and tell your quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, we'd be thrilled. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 See ya. <laughs> <laughs>